Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Episode 7 of Droid. Written by Margaret Gillies and read by Anna O'Donoghue. Cece wakes up with a splitting headache. He wonders briefly where Maureen is. Then he remembers she mentioned something about staying in Dublin for the weekend. Something about a work conference. He sends Luca a text to make sure his robot made it home in one piece. You gave the robot away? Says Javier breathlessly. I didn't give him away, says Luca. I handed him over to that Eppinger guy from Trinity. He's going to give it back to me. And he's paying me. How much? Says Javier. A lot, says Luca. Come on, Luke, says Javier. How much? Luca looks at the ground. He gave me 30 grand. Javier's eyes bulge. 30 grand! He said it wasn't much for him, like. Javier narrows his eyes. And are the rest of us going to see any of this 30 grand? You might if you're good. What does CC think of you giving Grim to that Trinity guy? I never told him, says Luca. I went home after I handed Grim over. I don't know how long CC stayed on for. He won't be happy, I'll bet, says Javier. No, says Luca. He won't. Trini is in the sitting room with Grim splayed over the coffee table. He sends a text to Hunter. Got him. Hunter responds, who? The Grimes boy? Even better. Trini takes a picture of the corpse-like Grim and sends it to Hunter. Hunter sends a series of hysterical text messages packed with emojis and exclamation marks. Then he phones. Trini answers. You've got him. I'm coming over to your place tomorrow, Hunter splutters down the line. I've got to see this for myself, in person. You can't, says Trini. I've got someone staying over. Trace, snaps Hunter. I'm coming over if it's the end of the world. Fine, says Trini, but don't breathe a word about anything you see. He hangs up. Hunter tries phoning again. He ignores it. Trini spends the evening examining Grimm's body. Every button, switch and screw. It feels voyeuristic. Trini feels an unusual kind of excitement. Not dissimilar to that of looking at a nude woman, but in an abstract mechanical way. Like looking at a new sports car and imagining what you could do in the back of it. The world blackens outside. The dim light of Trini's front room among the dispersed twinkling of Dublin is a glowing symbol of a significant dangerous change. As the night wears on, Trini's awareness of just how special this robot is deepens. He wants to have a conversation with this machine, this person, but he can't figure out how to do it. He flips Grimm around and presses buttons, stabbing them roughly with the tips of his fingers. He's very familiar with how the robot works mechanically, but there's something different about this. It seems silly, but it's like he has a soul. He can almost feel the machine breathing. He holds down the back of Grimm's head and slaps it a few times. And finally, Grimm speaks. Stop it, Tracy, please. Trini's heart tightens and thuds. There's a knock on the front door. Trini pauses. She's arrived. Grimm raises his pale arms. Stop it, Tracy, please. He looks down. Dare he share this? Trini lifts Grimm from the coffee table and shoves him awkwardly out of the room. 
Time for bed, matey. You're tired. Stop it, Tracy, please. Trini drags him down the hall. Bedtime now. Off you pop. Grim is placed in the cupboard under the stairs. The door closes with a thunk. Trini runs to the front door and opens it with a dudder. Maureen is standing there. He smiles. They have the place to themselves. Loretta doesn't return until Friday. On Formative, middle school kids from New York City public schools interview a phenomenal collection of grown-ups. Me, like, I don't know what I want to do. You don't have to have all the answers. I feel like a lot of people's favorite topics are, like, interest in their life. That is a really good answer. The podcast where the leaders of today are interviewed by leaders of tomorrow. Listen now at newyorkedge.org slash formative or wherever you get your podcasts.